This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty. It's brought to you by Nop Publishing. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 96. Today's guest played Toby in the classic season five episode of Seinfeld, The Fire. Deanne Cox, thank you for listening. If you dig it, please pass it on. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Instagram at This Thirsty. Email us at this podcast is making me thirsty at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 96, Vianne Cox. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 96, today's guest, the veteran of stage and screen, a Tony Award nominated Broadway actress. We know her from Aaron Brockovich, Blue Bloods, Smash, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Odd Mom, Out. And of course, she played Kramer's rambunctious girlfriend in the classic season five episode of Seinfeld, The Fire. Please welcome Vianne Cox. Vianne, thanks for joining. Hi. All right, Vianne. So take us back. I mean, listen, from Norfolk, Virginia to CBS Radford. I mean, what a ride. But so 1994, The Fire, like we said, one of our favorite episodes of all time. Tell us a little bit about how the the role of Toby came about for you and, and maybe a little bit about the audition process. Okay, so um hmm. Uh, uh, so do I start from, do you want me to start from Norfolk or do you just give you a little bit about my life? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your life early on and then, and then we'll jump and then we'll jump to Seinfeld. That sounds good. Okay. Well, uh, I was a ballerina first. I was, you know, like that's what I did. That was my first life. And in my dreams, I, I still am a ballerina, but, um, but I was only, uh, called from the back of the corps de ballet when there was a reason to be funny or a reason to make people cry, like at the grave of Les Sylphide, the ballet <laughs> mistress would go, Vianne, where are you? Come forward and show everybody how to, how to cry at the grave of Les Sylphide or, you know, or steal the nutcracker or something, you know, because I, you know, I was an actress. I really, I was more of an actress than I was a dancer and I knew it. And so, um, so I moved to New York on my 21st birthday from Virginia. And then I went to the school of hard knocks. I didn't go to, uh, an accredited institution. I tell people that I learned what not to do. So Catholic university, uh, hmm? Catholic university, right? No, no, that, I don't know how that got on there, and I don't know why, and I don't know who put it on there. It's a lie. <laughs> okay. I never went to Catholic University. I went That's to crazy. voice lessons at Catholic University from one of the professors there who taught voice. I did not go to Catholic University, but because I am such an imbecile with technical 
we'll get it taken care of for you. I can't believe I'm here right now with you guys and we're not still trying to get me on. Um, <laughs> you, I, I just, I had no idea how to change it. It's been oh, on there fun. for 25 years and nobody <laughs> has ever like, I just said, forget it. I'm not going to even try anymore. I think I tried to figure out how to take it off once or twice. And I was like, oh, who cares? Yeah, we'll set the I record mean, maybe straight. Somebody, I think maybe people do care, but now it's out. I mean, whenever anybody asks, I'm like, nope, I didn't go there. That's something that was put on that that bio many, many years ago. So, yeah. So I was... Uh, the School of Hard Knocks, yes. Yeah, I went to the School of Hard Knocks, uh, which is basically, I worked at every black box rat-infested theater in New York City in, in, the, in the mid-80s, which... Oh, yeah. That's... That was... I loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. I loved it so much. It was so rich and varied and dirty and wonderful and smelly and fabulous. And it was just everything anybody would ever want a city to be. I loved it. I still love it. But, you know, it's different now. Uh, but the Ed Koch days. Well, I was also young. What did you say? The Ed Koch days. Yes, I was also young and it didn't seem dirty to me. It just seemed alive and fantastic. And so anyway, so so that's what I did. And then I, you know, luckily I, I, I got work. I got work. Um, I don't know how or why. Um, sheer uh, force of will and luck. So that, so that was... Yeah. So that was through broad, like mostly Broadway plays, right? And then, so I guess. No, no. Oh well, after the rat-infested black box theaters. Right, off Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or off off Broadway, or basically on Broadway on the streets, <laughs> uh, on the streets of Broadway. Um, so, yeah, I I did a Broadway show, and then I spent several years waiting for something to happen and like nothing was happening. And ever, all my friends had left New York and had moved to Los Angeles. So I was like, okay, I can't sit on my couch and cry anymore. You know, I didn't spend a lot of time on the couch cause I was constantly trying to get work. So it was just the story of my life. But, um, uh, so I went to Los Angeles and I was there for, I guess, I guess I was there for what I referred to as my lost years. Hmm. Uh, I was there for three years and I refer to them as my lost years because I really never found ground there I I, I think I was meant to live on granite hmm. and I just I don't know I I just it was fine I mean I did Seinfeld well, that's <laughs> right so yeah so fast forward so 94 May of 94 um the fire aired. It was the third to last episode of quite frankly, we think probably the best season of Seinfeld, which season five, it that's when it moved to Thursday night, et cetera. But um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about how that came about. Like uh, we're always curious about the audition process of Seinfeld because it's pretty unique. Um, yeah. we're, we're curious to hear how Toby came about. Well, I, I do remember, I do remember, um, I don't remember everything because, you know, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and I I do remember that I was uh, running around, you know, uh, trying to find telephone booths to get messages. Mm. It was 
at that point, I did not have a cell phone. And so I was like, it was crazy. It was crazy time in LA when there was no cell phones and people still use the Thomas guide. You know, why hundreds of thousands of people did not die every year, like looking, trying to look at a map and, you know, oh God. Anyway, <laughs> so I knew that Seinfeld existed, but you know, I've, I've spent my life work trying to get a job on TV. So I didn't really have time to watch TV. I knew that what Seinfeld was, and I think I'm sure I had seen some episodes in the, in the former four years. And I, I knew that this was like, I was like, Oh God, Seinfeld. I was, I knew, remember being terrified. Right. I remember going in. I don't remember how many people were in the room, but Mm. I know that Larry David and, and uh, Seinfeld, uh, Jerry were, they were in the room. And I remember just being so nervous that that's the character of Toby. Just, I didn't have to try because she was this energized thing. Right. Like a nervous energy. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I don't know if it's nervous in Toby, but, uh, for me, uh, I was just, I don't know. I was set on fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and I, so I did the audition with all of that energy that I had no idea how to tamp down or control because I, I was just so excited about the possibility of being on Seinfeld. And the laugh too, that laugh was, was part of it. Or you came up with that later on after you got the role, that memorable laugh. I I think, you know, I hate to say this because it doesn't really bode well for me telling you that I'm a good actress. (laughs) Um, I think the laugh was just, I think it was there. I mean, nobody gave me any direction that I can uh, remember. They just, I was insane and obnoxious. And I think that's what they wanted for the character because I was, I didn't know how to act. I was just filled with whatever they needed to fill that part. And I think they cast me pretty quickly. And I mean, I think they cast me pretty quickly. Yeah. And I remember making them laugh. I remember they laughed. Well, it's a very funny character. I I definitely hope they did laugh. I mean, that's probably, yeah, that's why you landed the role. We have heard from other guest stars that it is a fast process. As soon as you're, told you have the part usually that day and then you go right into right onto set almost and start um you know a lot of your scenes um were with um michael richards and we've heard a lot about his um professionalism and and kind of um how he operates and i know you were you spent a lot of time with him i'm assuming um you know doing those scenes um you know what can you tell us you remember about that i know it was a long time ago but um you know i know yeah, working no, with him must I, have been fun. I remember um he was so sweet you know, I had scenes with all of them, not not Jason, yeah. who was the one person that I actually knew because he was from the the Broadway New York theater. Right. So I I knew him. I didn't know him, know him, but I mean, we knew each other because you know we worked with him um, later on after Seinfeld, though, right? On um, Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So we've had. Well, I've been very lucky to have worked with Jason a few times now. So um, I, I I just think he's wonderful. <laughs> And, uh, but, 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 uh, um, Michael was just so, it was like, he was so, I don't know, you know, I've worked enough to know that there are people who just are over there 
and they do their work with you. And then there are people who just make you feel like you belong. It's a very hard thing to belong in a show in their fifth season, you know, and you walk on the set and it's like a big part. I think it was kind of a big part. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, you know, he was so kind to me. He talked to me about like yoga and, and he was funny. And I think we were laughing at some point because I, I showed him my signature move, which wasn't even a yoga move. I, I had this party trick where I used to put my, my feet behind my head (laughs) and I showed it to him and he was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, you have to come over here and show everybody. And (laughs) and I think I can't remember if I actually did it or whether he just wanted me to, and then something got in the way, but he was so impressed that I could put my feet behind my head. Oh God, just don't even, it was terrible. Look, I'm having a hot flash just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he was laughing and he was so kind and conversant. I really liked him. And I mean, yeah. and that's what we, I mean, we've talked to multiple, multiple guest stars. I think that's, that's kind of the feeling we get from the show is they're so gracious, if you will. Right. Like, and so unselfish that uh, uh, clearly you shine on an episode. I mean, what I love is the opening scene. You kind of just, Boom, like jump right into it. You're there with Kramer and Elaine and talk about the coffee table book and like your character just like comes through, sets the tone for the whole episode. I'm just curious, this was a this was a Larry Charles written episode. Was was he super involved? Like what do you remember about the set? Like was it I know you mentioned you tried out it was Larry and Larry David and, and and Jerry, but as far as direction on the set, was it was Jerry involved? Was it more Larry David, Larry Charles? What do you remember? Um, okay, you guys are now, you are, you are nailing me to the old lady wall. <laughs> I, it's only 30 years ago. I don't think I even remember that there was a difference between Larry Charles and Larry David. I <laughs> no, you guys are... Fair enough. No, no, I had no idea. I was a novice in Los Angeles. I mean... I, I had done maybe a hand. I don't even know. I can't. I. I didn't where was, know where was Guiding Light? Where was was Guiding Light in L.A.? I was on Guiding Light for like a day, and it's on there. Like I was on Guiding Light my whole life. No, uh, there's so much misinformation. <laughs> oh my! We're setting the record straight here. We gotta do better research here, guys. We gotta do better research. Oh, like oh, she was on Guiding Light. I'm like, uh, yeah, for a day, maybe two. No, no. I don't know why I brought up. I don't know. I don't know why I brought up Guiding Light. Bad move. But anyway, (laughs) but (laughs) but so, but like you said, like you were, you it was a nervous energy you brought to it, and Toby just clearly kind of soul sick. I mean, the scenes with. I think my favorite scenes are with Jerry. So I'm curious what you remember about that. Like when you told him you had goosebumps, like still, I, I watched that episode a thousand times. I, I laugh every time you do the, the goosebump thing. I'm just curious how it was working with, you worked with a lot of big stars, Julie Roberts, the whole thing. I'm just curious how it was working with Jerry. Well, I, okay. Here's the thing that I say about Jerry. And outside of that, as in the audition, I, was so nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. I was not an actress at that point. I didn't, I, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I 
was getting to be an actress, but I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, honest to God. And so basically I got the audition. I took, I didn't work on the character. I showed up and just did. I read, I said the lines with the energy that I, the fear and self-loathing I had inside my body. And you know, that's what came out. But here's what I have to say about Jerry, because I have, I have done some television and some funny stuff. There have been times where I have been told on the side to not be so funny. To just mm. not be so funny. Who said that? Who said that? George Carlin? I'm, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. But it didn't happen on Seinfeld. They wanted everybody to be as big and funny as they could be. Which I, at that point in my life, I just thought it, it, it was the most generous like everybody got to be funny. It wasn't like, oh, Jerry was only allowed to be funny. Oh, this person's, uh, you know, Rich, Michael's only allowed to be funny. Elaine's only allowed to be funny. They have to be the funniest. Everybody was allowed to be funny. And yeah. I just got lucky, lucky to fill in this funny role that just happened to like really, you know, like feed from Stucci, what I yeah. had to offer. Yeah, that's incredible. But Jerry was very nice. I mean, he, it was okay. I, I'm just going to tell you before you ask the question, you asked the question of what it was like on the set. It was okay. It was a 20 hour week in season five, episode 10, whatever the fire was, they had it down. I had never done anything so fast in all my life. I was so nervous and so scared that I was going to mess up, that I was going to not be funny, that I was going to miss, forget my lines, that I didn't know what I was doing, and I wasn't good enough to be there with all of these people who were so incredibly talented. So, but I remember it was a 20-hour week. We went in the first day, and it was like, okay, and I was gone in two hours. I was like, wait a minute, where's my rehearsal time? I mean, I'm like, all I had done so far was theater, <laughs> And ballet, where you get six to ten weeks of rehearsal for everything. All right. <laughs> and so I was like, blah, 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 blah. two hours the first day. I think it was three hours the next day. I think it was like four hours the next day. So altogether, it was like one week, like one like, or one day on a regular set. It would be like an eight-hour day, like what I was used to, was in three days. And then there were two days left, and we sh we did the camera blocking on. Thursday, and then we shot the thing on Friday in front of an audience. <laughs> I think it was in front of an audience, wasn't it? Yeah, most have been. Yeah, so it was. It was like a. It was like a freight train. It was like a freight train for me. They were. They were like this. They did it. They knew exactly what they were doing. They had it down. They were like. But for somebody just coming on and doing. Yeah, no, I had I had to rely on pure instinct or or survival skills. Wow, that's uh, yeah. I mean, at season five, they were well a machine, and uh, they let everyone come in and, and hop on, hop on that yeah. train, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> but he was really he was nice. I didn't get to work with Jason sadly, but Jason was nice because he was he came over and said hi. I think at some point because he was mm -hmm. doing costume fitting one day. And, um, and Elaine was nice. I, you know, we worked, to, I think I worked together really well. I didn't cause any, I don't think I caused any, <laughs> I don't think I caused anything. I think I was there and present and accounted for and available. And, and then it was a fantastic script. 
Yeah, it was an amazing script. Um, and, and actually, it's interesting. I read somewhere um, that the the scene that Kramer describes so amazingly about your toe when he gives that great monologue and that story. Um, I read somewhere that they actually shot some of that live, like him acting that stuff out. Um, I'm curious if that's true. If you know that, and if you were in any of those scenes that didn't air, like maybe running into the street or, or anything with a, with a street cleaner or anything like that, did that actually happen or no? Yeah, no, I don't remember any of that. I don't remember any of it being live that I did. I don't remember if Kramer was on the set another day where he did that stuff. I'm so glad they didn't though, because yeah, it's great that story. monologue, that monologue is one of the funny, it's, it's so brilliant. I, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. It's one of the best things ever. Seriously, so, I'm pushing away, and I just I can't, and I'm driving the bus, and then and then okay, this is one of my favorite lines in all of Seinfeld, even though I haven't seen all of it. I just you know, like I said, I've been trying to get on TV, so I didn't have time to watch. Yeah. But one of the one of my favorite lines was, "You made all you 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 kept making all the stops, just when he's." When he's being held up on a bus by gunpoint and the bus driver is driving the bus, carrying the pinky toe to the hospital. And somebody says, it's either Jerry or Jason who said, you made all the stops. <laughs> they, they kept, kept ringing the, the bell. <laughs> yeah, they kept ringing the bell. They kept That's ringing the bell. New York City for you. That's New York City. They're not going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you that. So it's funny. You, uh, you mentioned growing up, uh, school hard knocks. And I feel like Toby, like I worked in a... God help me. Worked in an office my whole life. Like, there's always a Toby, right? I don't know. Like, and you just, I don't think you've ever worked in an office before, but like you, I don't know, you captured that so incredibly well. And I listen, I know you're a trained actress, but like, I feel like you had to fall back on something to create that character. Like, how'd you do it? I mean, she's, uh, I don't think she's beyond annoying, right? Like, she's, God. Yeah, like, but you have to right know someone like that. Like, how do you how do you capture that? I'm just curious. Well, I you know I think I mentioned earlier that me at my fearful best is that character, and my guess is, having become an actress since then, is that I was using that part of who I am to fulfill the requirements of the characters. So I, I, I clicked into what, who that person is just out of using the part of who I am and expanding it. So, and making it match the other, the show as I knew it. And the fact that they had laughed at me being big and I didn't have to like, get smaller or anything and you know and I'm a theater actress so I'm I'm big I mean I can be really big and I was big on that show yeah uh, huge well <laughs> that's the thing I mean you were you were a one-time guest star but like I felt like you were always there like you're just always like Elaine's co-worker you know what I mean yeah you, you had that familiarity well I mean I think that's why I I think that's why I was I think that's probably why I became an actress because there is you know, when you become an actor and, you know, you get lucky and get to work and stuff, 
you 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 the whole point is to to um connect to truth so that who that character is that you're talking about in the office that's her truth god bless her i mean she's a mess to other people but to herself she's just being her probably what i was which was filled with fear and self-loathing and lack of confidence and everything else but you mask that by trying by being big and loud and trying to uh, you know uh, you know get in the way of all those voices oh my god this is so stupid this is me <laughs> talking about myself right now cuz like i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure that you know i'm pretty sure it was because uh, no so, so silly but you you asked me, so I think yeah. no. I mean, I did work as a secretary once, but it was in a lone office with like one scary person over there, and I had to answer phones. It was not like a group setting where, and I was only like when I was seventeen years old. It was like one of my first jobs. So. <laughs> I was yeah. very good on the phone. I uh, yes, we could. I definitely could see that. You have a great uh, rapport, personality, um, yeah. very talkative. The um, the the other scene we didn't get to yet is the one where you're heckling. It's a very classic scene, you know, then Jerry goes and heckles you. Um, I, I know you had mentioned earlier about, you know, was there an audience and that sort of thing? Like that looked like it was probably shot in on the same set that Jerry did his monologues for, for the show or something. Maybe, um, maybe you could touch on that. I mean, the booing and the hissing was that um, I'm assuming it was scripted because that's the way the show is when we're gathering, there's no ad libs or anything like that. But did you do anything on, on during that scene that, um, you know, was, was your own as far as those, you know, hisses and all that kind of stuff. No, there was absolutely no improv. I'm a terrible improv artist. Terrible. I took improv when I was young and I was terrible, but it taught me, it taught me that you have to say yes. So that was a great acting uh, lesson that you, that you, that I got from improv. It was a um, uh, priceless, priceless piece of, of acting uh, prowess that you aspire to, which is just to say yes, and that's how you go forward. So, um, no, everything was scripted. I would not have stepped. I uh, at that point, I would have had no confidence to have played with the big boys and tried to be funny myself. Uh, in terms well, of that, right. no. It's it's funny, Van. You, you you keep referencing it. I feel like it's a. Um imposter syndrome type thing where you feel like you don't belong and i know i get it seinfeld that that <laughs> seinfeld that point was you know the number one show etc but you i mean you've done a ton your whole career I, i'm i'm gonna get half i'm wrong because the internet's wrong carolina city etc but like did you have that feeling at other is that just kind of your vibe like and it's just nervous energy and then you kill it or did seinfeld really intimidate oh Oh, no, I put that all on myself. The intimidation was self-inflicted. But um, since then, you gained confidence, I guess, is what... Oh, you know. no, not no. Oh, okay, that was a good <laughs> no, Still, it's, it's still a, nervous. It's a, actually, yeah, you, you, you barely want to come on this podcast yeah, right now, right? I, I, like, I ran away from you guys twice before I got here. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I... What can I say? I don't. Maybe, maybe I became an actor to um, to address those demons. Of, yeah. of I, I, I will tell you that I, I have become a little better in the ensuing twenty five years of, um, you know, knowing that there's some 
there's some, I have achieved some wisdom and some expertise. Um, but I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I was going to do an expletive that you'd have to bleep out, but it, no, I'm, I'm terribly, awfully nervous. Ter- terrible. But maybe that's why, because that's, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm still nervous and lack of, and I suffer from lack of confidence, but I still go there every time. Yeah. I mean, and, and you've worked with, like Ohara mentioned, you've worked on so many things with so many, you know, uh, legends even. I mean, I'm looking at the comedy stuff with, with Louis CK, you know, the episode with Louis CK was great. Um, you know, Norm Macdonald, RIP, uh, George Carlin. I mean, there has to be, I'm, I'm curious, you know, those were all after Seinfeld, but what, you know, what were your thoughts on, on, on some of those and maybe, um, how they operated that was different than the way Jerry and Larry David maybe operate. I mean, they're all comedic geniuses in their own ways, I suppose. Well, I will, I will just say thank you for reminding me that I, that, that I've had a career <laughs> because quite honestly, it's, uh, yeah, the, it's it's a wide horizon in front of me, but the, there seems to be. Thank you for reminding me that there is some stuff it, that I have achieved in my past. Um, yeah, um, you know, all I can say is Norm was. These people were just. It just makes me okay. Now I'm going to cry because all these people were so wonderful, and all my life I dreamed of being funny like them and I don't know it it made me sad that I never got you know my television series and I all I wanted to do was make people laugh and I have you know and I but anyway I guess life's not over yet but I feel like it is um yeah I'm so lucky to have worked with all of my idols I mean I mean, not all of them, but those, yeah. I mean, how do you get better than George Carlin and Norm? And wait, well, who was the other one? Oh, Louis C.K. You were great oh, in that Louis- episode of Louis C.K. I mean, that oh show God. was unlike was any still, other. The man was director, writer, star, producer. He I And he was too, kind and generous and and helpful. And I loved him. I loved him. He took care of me. He was so, he, he was just, I couldn't, I can't believe Louis C.K. But I, I can't believe Seinfeld. I can't believe Norm and George. I, so many, so many. Yeah, I mean, and what, a, I mean, listen, and the, all these greats chose you. I mean, like you stood out and you were able to shine with them. I mean, they don't shine without people like you, so don't don't forget that. You've made us laugh forever, so oh, we love you, Vian. But hey, but uh, I'm bringing it back to Seinfeld. Hey, I hate to do this, but so I'm a big Cinderella fan. So how this whole thing come about with Jason Alexander? Um, I know it's now on Disney Plus, but um, I'm just curious how that relationship like came about, and I'm just curious, did you guys talk about? The Seinfeld episode when you were uh, doing Cinderella. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing about Jason. When you're a theater person, I mean, I'm sure that this happens, you know, to everybody. But, like, when you've you've stomped on the boards 
nearby or together or down the street or close by and you you live this it's a real community and there were a lot of theater there were a lot of theater people uh that that I was working with and um and in that show and also it was a it was Rodgers and Hammerstein so it was a theater show and so my relationship with Jason was just easy. I mean, we we loved being there together when we were there together and we were just like old friends because anybody who's anybody who's ever been there done that is like your friend. And it's not like Jason and I were, you know, it's not like we were close friends, but we we have a we're comrades. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like a special relationship where yeah. you don't have to work very hard to nurture because it just is there. Let me, let me ask you this, Vianna. So was I feel like Seinfeld is still early in your career, like and that Thursday night, right? Twenty eight million people watched the fire, right? Incredible episode. I mean, did that completely change things for you? Like, did that help open more doors or did people just think of you as that, as Toby, right? I'm just curious. Do you want to know, do you want to know the power of Seinfeld? Do you want to know, do you want to tell me, do you want me to tell you the truth? Yes, yes. Okay. The power of Seinfeld, the power of doing one episode of Seinfeld and having been given, am I, am I messing up? No, it's okay. It's a little bit of echo, but it's okay. Okay. Um, the pa- the power of doing one episode of Seinfeld and and having it be such a good part written and it's a double edged sword. Because I will be honest with you, and I will tell you that I made my living doing commercials prior to that. Like I did commercials because I have that face that just sort of, or something. I was funny, you know, I did vacuuming and soft scrub and I like sold donuts and pop tarts. And seriously, I I did commercials. That's how I made my living. I never shot another commercial again, ever. After that. I never, not a single commercial after that. And after five years of trying after Seinfeld, I finally realized there, it, it, my agent was like, Vian, you're, you're, you're not booking because they don't want you to sell their product because you're so, you, they, they don't want their product to be over you. They don't want people going, Oh my God, there's that girl from Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. They'd be too recognizable. Right. So, and then somebody, a very big producer told me once that I told him, I said, and I struggled to get work. I didn't get any drum, dramatic roles. I didn't get, I would I I have auditioned my life away and a lot of it for for many years I've had a career and I'm very grateful for it. But man, it it got in the way of my financial security. Now, it's a double-edged sword because I was also recognized on every street corner. People loved it. They loved me. They couldn't get enough of meeting somebody from Seinfeld. You know, I, I mean, on the street, I mean, I would play, like I've said this before, I, I, I played Queens in Shakespeare and I would 
and I was really good and in my Shakespeare and people would come backstage and go, oh my God, you were so fantastic in Seinfeld. So it's like, you know, I got the, I got the blessing of being a star, a little star, you know, but it really, it, it didn't help my career in terms of like be, being an, the full fledged actress that I was, I had become. Yeah. I, I could sense that double-edged sword from a lot of, uh, a lot of guest stars, but clearly your yeah. resume and but, yeah. even thinking about when you were a kid, how you kind of just elevated on that stage. Like, you make people laugh, make people smile. Like, yeah. I, I don't care what you're in. Like, you yeah, no, uh, you shot. Well, no. The good thing, one of the good things is, well, first of all, just to finish, that big producer, I won't say his name, but he, he looked at me once when I said Seinfeld kind of ruined my... Anyway, it doesn't matter. He said, yeah, you were overexposed. Yeah, well, it's interesting. For, yeah, I yeah. went in for jobs where I, like I went in for ER and, and all of these dramatic parts where I had to cry on a gurney or be sick or like all this stuff. And people were like, Oh my God, she's so good. And I never got the roles because people were, people would sit there and go, Oh my God, that's that girl from Seinfeld rather than. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting too, because a lot of the guest stars that got that, some of them, you know, they just, that became their identity at, at forever. And I right. mean, that's, right. I mean, you were able to do a lot afterwards, yeah. but I can see like yeah. how you're saying that it did, it could definitely, um, cause 30 million people are watching the thing. Like Ohio said, I mean, there's going to oh. be in people's heads and it's such oh, a yeah. big show. And no, no, I, I'm telling yeah. you, I, I've worked really hard to get the work I got because I didn't get a lot of stuff because of that. But like I said, you know, it was also, I also, people loved it and, they laughed and over and over and over again. And also, you know, at, there were times when I just stopped trying to get television and I went off and did theater and that's my love anyway. So Seinfeld kind of kept me grounded in my life on stage because, you know, if I hadn't done it, maybe I would have been on some, you know, really sad hospital drama. <laughs> yeah. But listen, like, I think what we were like getting at is kind of like you didn't become like the soup Nazi. You know what I mean? Like you, you didn't do that nonsense. You know what I mean? You were a great character and you just moved on. Like that was it. We love, right. I mean, we love it. We love you better than soup Nazi. Not even close, but um, yeah. I mean, listen at the end of the day, like, yeah. And at the end of the day, you're I uh, I don't know. How do you, pres you're, you're funny as hell, but like you've done so much on Broadway as, as a serious actress, if you will. I mean, I guess for, for your money, I mean, that's where you kind of, um, kind of like, you know, hold your hat up. Like that's, that's what you're most. You're a New York city girl. Oh you're no, New no. York city. oh no, no. Don't get me wrong. My life, uh, my life on the stage has been funny too. Mm -hmm. But I mean, uh, yeah. I have, have died. I mean, I have been literally murdered by my friends on stage and died you know, right there in front of everybody. So I have done the gambit. <laughs> I have done the gambit, but I've also done Oscar Wilde and Neil Simon and right. uh, um, uh, Chris Durang. And I've done all of the, all, oh my goodness. I've, I've been so lucky to have been so funny on the stage. And 
you know, Seinfeld taught, Seinfeld gave me some confidence to take my funny, you know, on in, in further into my life. Yeah. You, uh, took so your you funny just, here, man. We really appreciate it. <laughs> what, um, yeah. So tell us a little bit. So you're in New York now. I know it's been a hectic couple of years, but, um, what are you kind of up to now? What do you, what's your kind of next, uh, big opportunity that we could, we could see and we, cause we definitely want to, uh, check you out. Well, now that I've become a bitter old hag of an actress, <laughs> um, I'm just like my next job. Thank God. I just got it yesterday. And I think oh, it yeah, might yeah. get, it get, it might get me my health insurance. <laughs> Please God. Um, I'm doing a really horrible mother on SVU. Okay. So like a really nasty, awful mother. And then I'm also doing a play called Dictionary Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. And it's, so, you know, um, I'll still be funny if someone wants me to be. So, and I'm sure, you know, I'll be funny again. And you've been on you've been on like Dick Wolf's uh, Law and Orders before, right? Yeah, I've done one each. This will right, be my so second. This will be my second. Um, this will be my second SVU. Nice. That's are you. That's this year. Yeah, I, it shoots in January. Oh wow! All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I don't have to spend my um, I don't have to spend my holidays worried. <laughs> that you know that I have nothing in front of me. That's so, great news. Yeah, that's good news. Yeah. And then you know, and then stage thing. But I, yeah. And then I have a movie. I did a, a little part in a movie this summer called um, uh, "Summoning Sylvia." Yeah. And I play Sylvia, um, and she's a, she's a, a, a ghost. And she's very scary. Not funny at all. No, well. No. But you can make it, you you can make it funny. I think that's the point. You you can do anything is our point. I mean, okay, from, from serious roles to sunny. But listen, Vian, we love you. I mean, you're so sweet. Oh, you're. You so uh, I mean, listen for our money. Like I said, I mean, not many guest stars shine the way you did in a classic episode. Um, just the chemistry and the rapport with all three characters and then the work you've done with Jason and Cinderella. I mean, it's just, it's impressive. Um, so you, you have a lot to be proud of. So we just wanted to wish you the best. And um, I hope, I hope, so that, I hope I wasn't too, I wasn't like Debbie Downer, right? No, oh, no. You were a lot of fun. Very okay. funny. Very funny. Okay. Well, listen, you guys, you. if you guys are ever, if you guys are ever in New York city together, you should call me because up on my roof, I live in Hell's Kitchen, yep. and it's a fantastic view. Awesome. I mean, it's only five stories, but I'm in the protected zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I have like 160. And uh, I think you guys are really great, and uh, you're so sweet to ask me to do this. Thank you for coming on, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> we will talk soon. Okay. Good luck with everything. Okay, Thank good. you. Thank you. Thanks, Vian. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>